A good Thursday evening. Welcome into another edition of Brewers Weekly here on WTMJ. My name's Matt Pauley. Have you for the next hour as we talk nothing but Milwaukee Brewers baseball as we get closer and closer and closer to pitchers and catchers reporting. And then after that, the full squad report date. And then all of a sudden, they're going to be playing Cactus League games. And then it's going to be San Diego at the end of March. And they're going to be playing games that matter. But there's still a lot to get into before they do open up that regular season as always if you want to get in contact with the program you can do so by calling and or texting the acunet mortgage talk and text line that's 414-799-1620 414-799-1620 you can also tweet at me if you would like at matt Pauley on air m-a-t-t P-A-U-L-E-Y on air is uh, the Twitter handle, and you don't have to follow me to tweet at me, although if you do want to uh, to follow me, that would be uh, fantastic as well. So here's what we've got coming up on the program as well. Really, three things to get to between now and 9 o'clock. We are going to be joined by uh, Brewers pitcher J.J. Hoover in our next segment one of the off-season pickups for the team, a guy who I can I think he's expected to win a bullpen job. Now he does have to win it because he's technically signed on a minor league contract with an invite to spring training. So he's not on the 40-man roster as it sits right now. There's nothing assured. There's nothing guaranteed for Hoover. But he's been a big league guy for a while now. He pitched most recently with the Diamondbacks. Prior to that, uh, he was with the Reds for for a good number of years. So J.J. Hoover is going to join us on about five minutes or so. So be tuned in for that. And then the two other things I really want to get into today... Thing one, the U Darvish offer, which John Heyman has reported that the Brewers offer is it's nine figures. It's north of a hundred million dollars. So that that would be the largest contract in club history if Darvish signs it. And we just need to wait at this point. So the the Brewers offer is incredibly competitive. And I I don't think Darvish being with the Brewers is out of the realm of possibility. Now, there is some speculation out there on Twitter. And again, this is speculation. This isn't me saying this. This isn't even really sources, guys with credibility saying this. It's just kind of floating around out there. So I'm going to do what journalists should not do, and I'm going to continue to float it. There's, There's the idea being floated out there that... Darvish is not going to be as comfortable in Milwaukee as he would be at a Texas, at an L.A., even with a Cubs team. So for him to come to Milwaukee, the Brewers would have to offer him even a little bit more than those other teams, like have to pay a, have to pay a, a comfort tax, for lack of a better term. I don't know how much truth there is to it, but uh, that is being floated out there. Also, I want to get into... Everything that's going on with all the free agents that are still out there. This is where we're at. There are so many free agents out there that the Major League Baseball Players Association, along with uh, the IMG Academy, which is based out of Bradenton, Florida, which is a big deal. If you don't know about the IMG Academy, really good high school athletes can go there for years, essentially like a prep school. They're always the the number one rated. I don't know if they're technically a high school, but I mean it's a it, it's a high-level athlete uh, performance training center. And a lot of athletes go there. 
and the Baseball Players Association has worked with them. They're going to run basically a spring training for free agents. Former Astros manager Bo Porter is going to run the whole thing, and if you don't have a job, you can go to Bradenton, and you can take part in spring training there. Guys are going to get like a per diem. They're going to get a place to stay, and they're going to do everything that they can to try to uh, help these guys find jobs. That's where we're at now in this current state of baseball and free agency, that the Players Association is running another spring training for guys who don't have jobs, which is it's it's insane. It's incredible. So we'll touch on that coming up uh, later on in the program as well. Again, if you want to join us, the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line available, 414-799-1620, 414-799-1620, or tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. We'll come back, and we will be joined by one of the newest members of the Brewers organization, signed during the course of the offseason, relief pitcher J.J. Hoover. He joins me next. This is Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly rolling on here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley. Thanks so much for spending a part of your very chilly Thursday with us. Make sure to be safe, by the way, over the next... Well, you should always be safe on the roads, but especially over the next 24 hours or so, you can be especially extra safe based off the uh, expected snowfall. I'm looking at the radar right now, and there's just this big line of whiteness that is south of us, and it's just... It's just moving north. It's also kind of uh, west of us, moving east. It looks quite ominous. But let's talk some baseball. Uh, J.J. Hoover is the new one of the newest members of the Brewers organization. He signed uh, during the course of the offseason. Gets the uh, minor league deal with an invite to spring training. Uh, last year, he was with the Arizona Diamondbacks at a 3.92 ERA, appearing in 52 games. He's most known to Brewers folks for his time with the Cincinnati Reds. He broke into the big leagues with the Reds in 2012, and he was with them through the 2016 season. And he uh, joins us right now. J.J., it's great. Great to talk to you. How are you doing? I'm great, Matt. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to talk to you. Yeah, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about excitement. You're uh, joining this organization going in this year. There's a ton of excitement, especially after uh, the moves of the last few weeks. How ready are you for uh, this season to get underway? Excited. Um, you know, I had some other offers, and just kind of like last year, when was my wife and I were praying that uh, we'd be put in the right organization and you know the the brewers club last year really um, intrigued me and then to, to have an opportunity to come on board uh was kind of neat when you're weighing those offers and i know you mentioned talking to your wife and praying and everything but from a, a what what are kind of those things that you're trying to check off your list as you go about uh, trying to decide who you want to uh, sign with um honestly first first and foremost is that a there's an opportunity for me to um, step in and be an asset to the club. Um, I definitely look to try and be on a club that I think has playoff hope and that um, can contend. And that's what I looked at. And I, I truly honestly thought that last year with the Diamondbacks and um, obviously the Brewers just missed out last year and they have a great club. So I'm excited to be a part of it. 
you obviously have pitched a lot in Milwaukee from uh, all those years with the Cincinnati Reds. What's your general feeling about the fan base and about Miller Park and just everything that goes along with being part of the Brewers? I'm very excited. Um, it was it's always fun to come <clears throat> to come up there and play. Um, you know, kind of I've heard it gets a bad rap certain places, but the fan base has been truly like the most welcoming fan base so far over um, social media and just kind of, it's been a really good um, kind of first impression. And I'm, I'm excited to kind of meet a lot of the fans next week in spring training. Does it, does it matter to get back in the NL central? I mean, was that something you wanted to do? I wasn't looking into that too much at the beginning of the off season, but then when, uh, we settled um, on signing with the Brewers. It, it's very exciting, um, you know, get to go to Cincinnati's where I can, you know, see my farm during the season is a nice kind of reprieve. But it's, I'm really familiar with the Central. I like playing in the stadiums, you know, Pittsburgh, St. Louis. Um, it'll be cool to have a lot more games at Miller Park this year. Uh, it's, I, it's a very good uh, division to be in. Brewers pitcher J.J. Hoover is continuing to join us. You signed a minor league contact with the uh, contract with an invite to spring training. Uh, most have the feeling that you're you're going to be on the club, but obviously you have to go into spring and compete for a job. What has the team told you in terms of uh, what to expect for spring training and, and what they would like to see you do? Um, honestly, kind of what you said, get out there and compete. Um, I feel I have a good shot at making the club but i gotta go out there and do what i'm capable of and kind of uh just i'm hoping that i can step up and be kind of a, you know i've been around the game for some years now which is nice so i i know what it takes to pitch in this league and i definitely know what it takes to pitch in the central and just kind of hope i can step in and kind of be a be a steady contributor um and just be able to help the team win are you gambling on yourself a little bit when you do sign the the non-guaranteed non-40 man deal? Yes, um, you know, it kind of puts your back up against the wall, which isn't a that's a place that I'm used to being in my career and that doesn't bother me one bit. Um our guarantee is awesome, yeah. Um one of these days I would like to procure one of those, but um you know, just the chance to go out there and try and compete for a job is, is exciting. It really is. You've got a deal. There's a ton of baseball free agents out there without a deal. And that's, you know, for people like me, we're talking a lot about that. Do you do you monitor that? Are you watching what's going on kind of in the climate of free agency where so many guys are having a hard time finding jobs right now? It's crazy right now. I've, obviously, no one's really ever seen anything like this. And it's it's mind-boggling to me that guys don't have jobs. Um, there's guys that have the ability that would definitely be a, a, a benefit to a bunch of different clubs, but, you know, no one's willing to, you know, break the ice. It's been been a crazy, crazy offseason. I'm very fortunate for my, the, my opportunity. 
Uh, the Players Association going to do something down in Florida where they're basically going to run a, a spring training for players who are not signed. Luckily, you don't have to worry about that, but if you could you know, hypothetically go into that situation, if you were part of those free agents now, is that something you would have considered taking part in? Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I mean, especially just to have, because um, you know most of those guys, if not all of them, are you know, true major league uh, players, especially some of the studs that are out there, but to have an opportunity to be able to continue to to get into shape because once this is a weird spring training anyway, the season starts early, um, so I think it's it's a good thing that they can have a place to go work out and continue to try and negotiate a contract. All right, I want to go away from baseball for just a second. You mentioned your farm a few moments ago. Uh, Sunrise Meadows. It's sun like S-O-N, I believe, like son of God. Sunrise Meadows. Uh, it's a you and your wife have a faith-based ministry, uh, pastured meat and eggs and also healthy produce. How in the world did you get into this? From from my perspective, this looks really, really cool. Um. So when I first met my wife, she's got and has been battling Crohn's disease her entire life. Um, and one of the things that I learned was that to help combat that was clean, healthy eating. And I was looking into potentially being able to raise some of our own food, but then, uh, God kind of stepped in. He said, no, no, you're thinking too small. Um, and kind of gave me an idea to pursue this as after baseball, you know, I'm try and play baseball as long as I can. I love it. If I'm fortunate, I'll be able to play for another five, seven years. But um, started doing a lot of research into soil health and soil biology and micronutrients and all that kind of stuff that I want to bore you with now, but it just kind of led led me down a path to pursue sustainable agriculture as a potential second career and then as like you mentioned uh, a ministry tool that we can come alongside families that might be struggling and be able to offer them really healthy, nutritious food that um, they can just help fuel their lives. Because I know as an athlete that when I'm eating better and putting good food in my body, my the machine's running better and I perform better. Did you have any sort of background in, in farming or agriculture or anything before you got into this? Uh, zero. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's been, it's been just about every day so far, and we're going into our second year now, and uh, it's been it's had its ups and downs. There's no doubt about it. Um, but I like where we're headed, and it's a it's a cool path. I'm really excited about it. It's it's I was I was excited when I saw it because you know we we talk baseball and obviously people want to hear baseball but it's fun to kind of get to know you guys a little bit more than that and JJ this seems like a, a really amazing thing that you're doing so uh congratulations to to you and your wife for putting this together. It looks very cool. Yeah, I appreciate it. And yeah, I mean for most of us there's a lot more to us than just the baseball side of things, but that is a big part of it and it's a lot of fun especially when we can go out there and win. When do you uh, head to Arizona? I'm going to head out next uh, this Monday coming up and 
get right to work. Very good. Well, JJ, uh, best of luck. We look forward to uh, meeting you once you uh, get back to Milwaukee, and thanks so much for taking some time. I appreciate it. Thanks, Matt. JJ Hoover joining us. Interesting guy. I found that agricultural farming stuff kind of interesting. Again, the name of his farm, Sunrise Meadows. Sun is in like a sun, S-O-N. Sunrise Meadows, sunrisemeadows.com if you have any interest in uh, checking that out for yourself, which is really cool what he's doing. And also a guy from a baseball perspective, let's get back to that. Uh, this is a guy who can... Yeah, he had thirteen. Uh, let's see, he had a he had a number of saves with the uh, Reds. He's got uh, six saves in his career, but he was at one point um, closer for a little bit in Cincinnati. A guy who's got a ton of major league appearances, two hundred eighty-eight games over the course of his uh, big league career, and can be a nice veteran presence in that uh, bullpen. But it's going to be competition. He doesn't have a spot on the 40-man roster. He absolutely has to go in and win a job during the course of spring training. So once again, uh, our appreciation to uh, J.J. Hoover for uh, joining us for just a little bit. We'll take a break, come back, and uh, start to shift gears. And uh, the idea of you, Darvish continues to it continues to stick around. And sounds like the the offer that the Brewers have for him is a very, very legit offer. Should he sign with Milwaukee? Will he sign with Milwaukee? We're not going to have definitive answers to those questions, but we'll do our best. That's up next. It's Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly continues here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley. If you want to join the program, you can do so. 414-799-1620. 414-799-1620. That is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Once again, our thanks to Brewers pitcher J.J. Hoover for uh, joining us. And if you missed that interview, we'll have it up at some point in time over at the uh, Brewers Extra Innings Podcast at WTMJ.com. And just a, a blatant plug for something I do. If you didn't, uh, every Sunday night, I record a full episode of Brewers Extra Innings, uh, the podcast. And uh, you can listen to that Sunday night, Monday morning. You can listen to it anytime you want. You can go back a year and listen to episode number one if you want. But we do put out a new podcast episode each and every uh, Sunday night. All right, so the latest report, this is coming uh, in part from John Heyman of FanRag Sports, that the offer that the Brewers have made to pitcher you Darvish is north of a hundred million dollars. That's that's significant. I think you know an offer worth that kind of value is significant for any team in baseball. That's a lot of scratch right there. But for the Brewers to be offering that kind of money, it makes it that much more notable. And it makes me you know, there's a lot of people that think that the Brewers are going to go into the season with the the current pitching staff if they're not able to get Darvish. And maybe that ends up being true. I don't if you're willing to give north of a hundred million dollars to you Darvish, make that kind of commitment, doesn't that mean that you're you are absolutely going to find a way to get another pitcher? Like, you don't go to a car dealership and put down, you know, $100,000 on some car, really nice car, that'd be a nice car at hundred grand. and then somebody buys it in front of you, and you go, okay, well, then I don't even want a car now. I'm not going to buy a car. 
Like, I'm just not going to. You, you don't go from one minute willing to pay a really high price for something that you want to the next second just not doing anything in that realm, if that makes sense. It may not have been the best analogy, but you can kind of get a sense of where I'm going with this. It's, it's a cool thing for Brewers fans. If you're a Brewers fan, and you probably are if you're listening to this show, it's a really cool thing to see this team going all in right now, trying to bring guys in. And look, there's still a there's still value to draft picks. Greg Matzik and I talked about this uh, when we did the handoff at the end of Sports Central. And the fact that you don't have to give up, but this is the kind of the only the only thing holding up my poorly my poor analogy is that if you get a Lance Lynn, if you get a Jake Arietta, uh, if you get an Alex Cobb, you have to give up a draft pick. And draft picks are worth so much. So much. That's that's the currency of baseball now. And we'll get into that a little bit more coming up in a moment when we shift gears and talk about what's going on right now in the world of baseball with the with the free agency because there's definitely a, a connection there, and, and we'll talk about that more in our next segment. But you, you don't want to give up these draft picks. But the Brewers are willing to give up something. They're willing to give up $100 million for a pitcher. Like you're, you're still giving up something, whether you're giving up a draft pick, whether you're giving up a player in a trade, or whether you're giving up money, you're still giving up something. Now, obviously, it's different because a draft pick can help you win in the future. Um, a, a player that you potentially trade can help you win in the future. I guess money that you don't spend could potentially help you win in the future if you spend it on something else. But it's it's very different, and I get that, and it's not lost on me. But I, a hundred plus million dollar contract offer from the Brewers in an off season where money is not being spent. You know what? A hundred million dollars is worth a lot more right now than it's been in previous off seasons. Money's not always worth the same thing it's why when you go throughout the course of the season one day a brewer's ticket might cost one price and the next day it might cost something else or not even brewers related an airline ticket we see prices fluctuate money's not always it's not always worth the exact same thing we're sitting here talking on a day where the stock market just had an incredible drop money is not always worth what it was worth the day before so a hundred million dollars I, to me, it's more, it's worth more this off season where money's not being thrown around than it's been worth in previous off seasons. So kudos to the Brewers for going and putting together that kind of offer. All we can do is wait. All we can do is wait. The reports out there say that you know Darvish is hopeful that another team is able to kind of clear some payroll to find some room for him. Most notably, the Texas Rangers or the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers. But at some point, you can't keep waiting for those teams. Uh, unless there's some sort of backroom handshake agreement that they're working on something, and if they don't get it done, they'll just you know go into the luxury tax. At some point, you Darvish has got to sign. And hey, pitchers and catchers report—that's not four months away; it's a few weeks away. You got to get something figured out sooner than later. This off season has taken a weird turn, even over the last couple weeks, as the animosity between the players and the owners, based off owners not spending money during free agency, that animosity is growing. 
and now it's turning into just some weird things happening. What's happening and what should happen because of it? We'll explain that next. It's Brewers Weekly, back with more in a moment on WTMJ. Weekly is rolling on here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley. If you want to join the program, you can do so by calling or texting into the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 414-799-1620. 414-799-1620. You can also tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. That's exactly what uh, Aaron from Wausau did. And he says, uh, Matt, I know Stearns has his poker face on when discussing starting pitching, but don't you think they will get two starters, one via trade, and one via free agency. I don't. I, I don't. I think they get one. Uh, so let's just let's go through the scenarios here, and let's use Domingo Santana as an option because if you're going to get a starting pitching starting pitcher via the trade market, I think Domingo Santana has got to be part of that deal because he's probably the guy at the big league level who's got the most value right now. That's a tradable asset. So if if they go trade Domingo Santana for a starting pitcher. I think they pull the offer for you, Darvish, off the table. I, I don't think they're looking at him anymore. And then conversely, let's say they go sign a you, Darvish, or Jake Arrieta, or an Alex Cobb, Lance Lynn, whoever. Let's say they do that. I think at that point, if they're still wanting to trade Domingo Santana, the uh, the the strategy changes maybe where you're trading Santana off for some prospects to maybe recoup a bit what you gave up in the Christian Yelich deal. So I, I look. I could be wrong on this. I just I don't think they're going to add a starting pitcher, free agency, and trade. I think they're going to add one starting pitcher, one top line starting pitcher. I should say. You know, does somebody does a does a four or five starter fall into the lap for some reason? Maybe. But you start looking at the numbers and you figure out you know the spots that are accounted for in the rotation and the guys who are going to be competing. To me, from a numbers perspective, it makes sense. You bring in one more starter, you really have four spots locked in in your rotation, and you got a nice low competition going on for spot number five. Let's go to the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Welcome in Ron in Manitowoc. Ron, you're on WTMJ. Hey, Matt. Hey. A uh, two-part question. One, in, have you heard any uh, talk? Are the Brewers pursuing uh, sign, real, re-signing Neil Walker? And then um, where do you think uh, Eric Sogard or uh, Aaron Perez fit in the plans for next year? Yeah, so the I'll Neil... Up to listen. Okay, Thank thanks, Ron. Appreciate the phone call. Here's my take on Neil Walker. He's going to wait into spring training and see whether or not maybe there's an injury with another team. Because right now, there's just not a lot of jobs for a guy like Neil Walker. Most of those positions around Major League Baseball, they're, they're taken. So if you're Walker, you go into spring training. I don't, know how, I don't know what the plan is. I don't know if it's two weeks, three weeks. I don't know how long he waits. But I think he sits there and he waits and sees if maybe an opportunity opens up that will allow him to go get the kind of contract he thought he was going to get going into spring training. If that situation does not happen... I think he does revisit with the Brewers on probably a short deal, a one- or two-year deal. Probably a two-year deal, I would guess. But I, I think they do revisit. So in spring training this year, if you want Neil Walker back, what you need to root for is second baseman health across all of baseball because that might help Neil Walker come back to the Brewers. Now, that leads right into the second part of your question, Ron. I don't see a scenario where Neil Walker, Jonathan VR. Eric Sogard and Ernan Perez 
all make the roster. I also think Aaron Perez is on this roster. I, I have a hard time. Like, he is the Craig Council player. I have a really hard time believing that Aaron Perez would not make this team. So let's get let's take him off the scenario for a second. I think you've got Jonathan VR, uh, Eric Sogard, and then potentially Neil Walker if he were to come back. Two of those three guys, I think, would probably end up making the roster at, at twenty five at a twenty five man roster. And when you start doing the math, it's it's hard for me to see those three guys all making it uh, onto the team. And quite honestly. I think they'll stand by Jonathan VR. I think Jonathan VR is on this team this year, so that could be a tough situation for Eric Sogard, who obviously is a fan favorite. 414-799-1620, 414-799-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. This is Brewers Weekly. We've got more in a moment on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly rolling on here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley. If you want to continue the conversation after 9 o'clock, feel free to tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Right now, we're talking to people on the phone on the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 414-799-1620. Joe's in Chicago. Hey, Joe, you're on WTMJ. Hello, man. Good snowy evening out there. Yes. Yeah, we're getting hit with it right now. But, you know, as a Cubs fan, I want you to know, first off, you know, I really enjoy... You know, this new Tri-City rivalry we got going with the Cubs, Brewers, and Cardinals. You know, I enjoyed very much. I love Miller Park, going to a lot of games. The fans are fantastic. Yelich was a great pickup, no question about it. Lorenzo Cain, you know, a little bit pricey, but to me he's also an effective pickup too. But the Brewers got leverage and some luxuries right now that the Cubs really don't have. You know, you could still sign a front-line pitcher, you know, within tax thresholds and stuff like that, or you could trade off your major league roster, which right now the Cubs can't do that. You know, the Cubs uh, really let a few people go last year, you know, to pick up, you know, a few people. But, um, you know, baseball right now is an e- a revolving, evolving game. There's another chapters opening up, like, you know, with teams that are seeing youth movement right now, winning the World Series. But then you got the draft pick uh, situation. International dollars are also at stake. But, you know, leading up to all these free agents this year, Matt, I believe up to 20%. Of all of baseball's free agents were offered contract extensions or maybe to redo your contract leading up to the 2017 season last year. But many of their agents, this is a problem, said back off, wait till after the World Series in 2017. And, you know, the agents are looking at these new tiers, $100 million, $150 million. And look at the um, Jake Arrieta deal, $200 million tier right now. But right now, the only... You know, situation going on right now is that there's a lot of players. There's going to be friction between players as well as their agents, I believe. You know, to me, the $64,000 question is, you know, when the dust settles, how many players are going to fire their agents right now? You know, the dominoes are standing real strong for the owners right now, but they're about to fall, I believe, on many of these agents right now. But for now, I think the owners are in the driver's seats. Many players might be forced to sign one-year contracts, you know, coming up and gamble, uh, wait till next year in the 20 after the 2018 season, but, you know, it might be debatable, but it's highly probable in my book. But, like I said, the Brewers are an exciting team. Uh, look what you guys did when you came into Wrigley Field last year. You swept us four straight. You know, the Pirates gave you guys a hard time around the All-Star break. We got a little bit hot, but whenever you fall six games out of a division, as good as the Cubs, and you guys are really staying ahead of the Cardinals right now. If you guys are really making good noise right now in the offseason, even though Theo, you know, signed five pitchers to about $90 million, but it's all about length of contracts. Fields kept all five pitchers he signed three years or under. 
And I think he's sticking with Darvish right now on a four-year contract, but Darvish ain't budging. You know, I think his heart's in the American League. He's got to budge at some point, Joe. Yeah, I know. He doesn't like the bat. He don't like to run the bases. So I think the Cubs, like the Brewers, you know, it's going to be a flip of the coin. But his heart, Matt, is still in the American League, I think, Matt. I think specifically Texas. And appreciate the phone call, Joe. Great stuff from uh, from you. And absolutely. He wants to go back to Texas. But they, they don't have a spot for him. They don't have money for him. That's it. And, you know, it's either at some point, you know, there there are places that you would go that are going to create more happiness that you got to get paid less to go there. Is he willing to do that? And that's where the agents come in. I don't blame the agents. Based off everything that's happened in baseball prior to this offseason, uh, the agents are right to tell players not to accept contracts, not to accept the qualifying offers. Nobody, nobody could have predicted what's happening right now. By the way, if you didn't see this, God bless the Brewers. God bless the Brewers for this. They are, they are working their backsides off trying to keep Cubs fans out of Miller Park. And today they did something. The tickets for the Cubs games this year are going to go on sale, and for a week you can only buy them if you have a Wisconsin address, if you have an Illinois address, you are S-O-L. You can't buy them. Only people with Wisconsin addresses can buy tickets for uh, for Brewers Cubs for for a week or so. And you know what? I the the premise of that you can you can argue it one way or the another, but the motivation behind that, trying to do whatever they can to keep Cubs fans out and make that environment at Miller Park a little bit more pro brewers during those brewers cup series god bless the brewers for thinking a little bit outside the box and trying to figure out something to do that uh some way to make that happen all right we'll take a break come back wrap up this edition of brewers weekly back with more in a moment on wtmj starting to wrap up this edition of brewers weekly here on wtmj my name is matt Pauley. by the way if you want to buy some of those tickets for the brewers cubs games that are going to be on sale for folks in wisconsin first you go to brewers.com slash wisconsin presale no hyphen in presale it's just brewers.com slash wisconsin presale tickets go on sale tomorrow morning at 9 a.m and they will run through midnight on february 15th that's two days before single game tickets go on sale again they're trying to keep cubs fans out that's what they're trying to do and they're doing this by allowing only people with uh, a wisconsin home address to buy these tickets now if you're a brewers fan living in illinois you're sol find a i guess find a friend in wisconsin who you can pay to buy the tickets and i'm sure some cubs fans will certainly be doing that but that's something the brewers are trying to do uh, real quick before we get out of here the the situation right now with all the free agents, dozens and dozens of free agents not finding a deal, Major League Baseball Players Association going to run a spring training for free agents. This is unprecedented. They're, they're, they're going to have, there's going to be another spring training that's going to be taking place at IMG Academy in Bradenton, Florida. And it's completely a result of free agency moving so slow that there's all these guys without jobs. Now, the Scott Boris clients aren't going to be there. Boris has his own baseball training facility where guys can go and they'll run their own low camp there. But these players are going to be allowed to go to spring training as free agents. And we just, this thing's going to come to a head. You know, if this ends up being a just a single offseason and an isolated event and everything goes back to normal next year, then it's, it's going to be fine. But I don't get the sense that that's going to happen. Baseball's changing. And what's going on right now, 
Yeah, I had um, from uh, Baseball Prospectus Milwaukee, BP Milwaukee, I had on my podcast, which you can get at WTMJ.com, I had on my podcast a couple weeks ago, uh, Nicholas Zettel. And he said it better than I can say it, so I'll, I'll paraphrase him. He referred to what's going on in baseball right now as general manager groupthink. And basically the, the profile of the Major League Baseball general manager now is the Ivy League-educated uh, GM who's going to look at things in a very analytical kind of way. I'm not saying that's bad, but what I am saying is when all of or the majority of baseball general managers are all kind of looking at things in the same way, well, then that's going to result in this, what's happening right now. It's not a situation where Team A won't give me this kind of money. Well, Team B maybe will. Well, if Team A and Team B view you the exact same way, well, then they're going to offer you the exact same contract. So that's what that's what baseball is dealing with right now. And things like this are cyclical. Uh, it's gonna, you know, the market's going to correct itself. It always does. It, you know, it, no matter. We saw that again. I mean, this is my second reference to the stock market today. We, we saw a, a correction today, and you know the the baseball free agency market is going to correct itself now. Just in terms of the relationship between players and owners, and for the good of not having a work stoppage in the future, I would strongly prefer that the correction from what's happening this off season happen next off season, and this not linger on. Because if it doesn't, we're going to have issues in terms of a labor dispute. And that is the last thing that I want to see happen. Uh, don't want labor issues. So we'll see what happens going forward. All right, that is it for the program. Again, uh, if you want to keep talking Brewers, uh, listen to my podcast. We've got that on Sundays over at WTMJ.com at uh, Brewers Extra Innings. You can also uh, listen on Apple Podcast and Stitcher. A big thank you to Brewers pitcher J.J. Hoover for uh, joining us. It was a fun conversation with him. If you missed it, you can uh, listen back to it over at WTMJ.com. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Brewers Weekly. The news is coming up in one minute on WTMJ.